Hey guys, welcome back to this week's episode of Switch Screen Media Podcast. This is episode 23. Um, we are a entertainment podcast that talks about media, movies, TV, video games, and gets into our personal lives a little bit. Um, this week, we don't have a guest host, but with me as always is my beautiful co-host, Connor D. Rose. I like that we always say beautiful. It's really nice. It's sweet. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. Um. Yeah, this we don't have a guest this week because everybody is unavailable. It's just a busy was, week. We yeah, we we tried a bunch of different people. Everybody was super busy. Um, but we're here and we're gonna we're gonna ride this thing out. We're gonna have a good time. Uh, do you want me to start with my my story from today? Yeah, I don't I don't know what this is. Okay, so it's a story. I think it's a little bit about everything. It's like it's being healthy. It's COVID related, and it's just like fat guy general fat guy problems related <laughs> so like then this happened like 30 minutes before we started recording but um i basically what happened was i was gonna walk to gamestop to pick something up because it's, it's pretty close to my house it's like maybe almost a mile away maybe a little bit less so i was like all right i'll just walk that and I'm, i've been trying to like do more stuff like that every day just like going on walks or exercising a little bit mm-hmm. and but for but since I've been doing it, my leg or like my my ankle on one of my um knee or my legs has been really messing up for whatever reason. Like it's like sore and it gets kind of stiff. And I think that's just like you know going from nothing to walking around and doing things. <laughs> You'll grow <laughs> it into hurting, it. It was hurting really bad like the past couple of days. So I'm walking to GameStop and I have my mask out, and literally I'm at the door to GameStop. And I put on my mask and it just breaks. It just like <laughs> <laughs> the thing like flies off the little, uh, whatever strap flies off. Yeah. And the guy inside sees me literally like rip the mask in half. Cause I was <laughs> so mad. <laughs> was it like one of those like, like blue ones that don't, that look kind of flimsy. Yeah. It was like the, the, the kind of surgical mask, but it was like, yeah one i could find and now i know why but (laughs) i literally i was just like i stared at it and i was like i can't go in now like they won't let me in and i'm not gonna go in just you know based based on all the science so i was like fuck it and i just walked home (laughs) and i what what's that i just i literally got in my car and then i drove back i was like i'm not going to get a mask (laughs) and then walking back again well you know at the least you did do the walk and I think it's fair to drive back. Yeah, that's what I said. I was like, you know, I got the exercise. Like, I did the whatever, like, almost two miles or whatever it is. So, I was like, that's that's probably enough for today. And then I was like, I don't really want to, like, walk all the way back just to pick up this game. And then, you know, because my ankle was really hurting. If anyone, like, has any medical knowledge and can tell me what that is, besides, like, I'm fat, like, I'm overweight and I'm walking now, uh, I'd love to know. Yeah, seeking medical advice from the internet. It's great. <laughs> it's always helpful. WebMD is always right. Yeah, you, you've got cancer. It's probably ankle cancer, you know. I think it might be. <laughs> when I was no, in I think it, high school, I, think it's just, I was... Oh, what? I was going to say, I think it's just that stiffness, you know. No, I think you're right. Like, I think, I think it's just, you know, being, like, relatively inactive and then going to walking or running or, like, you know, doing shit like that every day can mess it up. Which is exactly what happened in high school when I, believe it or not, ran track, which was the stupidest idea ever. 
<laughs> but I got a compound fracture in, or like a hairline fracture, not compound. Sorry. <laughs> but, <laughs> that's Just walking gave you a. <laughs> But I, I got that like along it just because I was like, I went from literally doing nothing to running every single day. And our track coach was crazy. He made us run like it was like a 5K every day. And that was like the warm up. It was nuts. Dude, I could never have done that, that kind of stuff. I know my brother ran track and this was like middle school track. And like that teacher, like that coach pushed him so hard. Like they had to be like a sub seven mile. I think at the end of practice. And if they couldn't, they had to do it again and beat a sub seven mile until they actually beat it. And I was like, that's just like, like, what if you can never get below it? Do you just infinitely run around the track until <laughs> you die? Oh, dude, they're all yeah. psychos. Like, all of the, I feel like a lot of high school coaches are just like, like they're mad that they're not coaching better people. Yeah. <laughs> so they just like take it out on all the kids. But that's exactly yeah. how it was for us. Cause we, I mean, I was really thinking about it. I'm like, why do I need to run a 5k minimum every day? If all I'm doing is like a hundred meter dash, like there's no point in building up this endurance. Like just get me faster, like get the speed up. And that's all you need. I would. So yeah, one work on your explosiveness. If you're doing a hundred meter dash, go in the weight room is my opinion. Though I'm not a track coach. Uh, But also if they need you to sub in, like say, I don't know. Somebody on the relay goes down and they need you to sub in. Yeah. Do they need like, you know what I mean? Yeah. They want you in some kind of shape if that, but I don't see that happening a lot. Like, like if you're going to participate in the hundred meter dash and that's your only event, you should be training for that. I think what happened, our, our track coach was also our cross country coach. Yeah. That's how it was with us too okay yeah so i think that's what it was they just trained the track kids like because most of them did both because one Mm -hmm. was like uh fall winter the other was spring summer so it you know they just kind of did it year round um and running sucks and i don't want yeah (laughs) it's like i don't understand how people like enjoy it like i hated every day i was on that team i only did it because there was this cute girl on there that i really liked that was literally it nice <laughs> yeah i i can't stand running like I, I hate it so much i hated it in high school i hate it now i'll do it occasionally now but no, i don't i don't know what people are talking about when they they're like oh you get a runner's high i'm like that has never happened once in my entire i, life. I don't know what the fuck that is dude maybe you're taking <laughs> something else <laughs> if you're popping something and then running then i totally understand that might yeah. actually be fun oh my god yeah i was just it was just reminded me today of my own you know me getting old and my own mortality i'm like god shit just hurts now like i'm not even like i wasn't even really running i was literally just walking at like kind of a brisk pace and my ankle Mm -hmm. feels like it's gonna fall off yeah i i had that kind of experience when i was in the weight room yesterday actually i had taken like a week and a half off because we weren't like a hundred percent sure if i was exposed to covid or not so we were like quarantining and i wasn't going to the gym um which i have a private gym anyways but it's used by another person so i was being safe (laughs) but it's not mine it's not mine (laughs) um uh so i took time off and i went back yesterday um and 
well, I went back a couple of days ago, but I, I was doing chess for the first time since I was being back. And like, I just got so many pops and like cracks when I was doing it. <laughs> I was like, yeah. this should never happen when I took like a week off in college. No, no, not at all. It, it's here. I get it here a lot. Like if I'm doing mm-hmm. the, again, I haven't done it in like two years, but <laughs> it's been a while. I was going to the gym by myself for a while, like pre-COVID. I was going up to the YMCA, but I just like going to the gym by yourself is such a miserable experience. I, I really like going with other people. Um, yeah. Kind of work in and make it more fun. Optimal is, is two. You have one workout, buddy. Because then if you have more than two, it just takes for fucking ever. It does. Yeah. You know? when, we, when we used to do it with three people, it was like, like oh, something yeah. that would normally take like one hour was like two and a half. Yeah. It, I think it's fine for those, like those exercises, like in my opinion, like bench or squat where like I rest pretty long in between those sets. But if I'm trying to like bang out like some cable fucking thing, like I don't want to have to wait like forever for my turn. Yeah. No, I totally agree. Yeah. It was nice when you do the, um, like if you're doing abs or running, cause you can do that together. You can just like do yeah. this together and then, you know, you're just on a mat or you're on the track and then you can kind of knock it out. But anything where you're just like uh, the, this one, I don't know what <laughs> flies <laughs> maybe that's, yeah, I think the flies are, yeah. you're just like sitting there waiting. It just takes forever. Yeah. I'll say this though. I've never had an experience at the gym, like maybe in, you know, like early 2000s uh, comedy movies or like sitcoms or whatever, where people are just really shitty. I've never had that before. So I, I think the gym is for the most part, a good experience in terms of like the other people that are there. Oh yeah. In my experience, like nobody gives a shit about you. No, like they're there doing their thing. You're there doing their thing, your thing. And there's just like that, like understanding, like as long as you're not like, being a douchebag you know yeah and that's what i was worried about like all the people who are like like oh you knew here pussy or i don't know (laughs) i've had i've had more people encourage me i don't even think i've had like like really people be mean or anything like that if anything it's the encouragement yeah i've definitely had that or like people just the only time anyone has ever come up to me in the gym is like hey can i work in on that machine or whatever and i'm just yeah that's fine there was one time i don't know if this really counts there was like a gym staff that like told me like i was doing so i'm too tall for the power racks like to do overhead press and so i was doing them outside the rack and they're like you can't do that that's not safe and i was like i've been i just did like four sets like i'm not like i don't know it happened twice the first time the guy was like really cool he's like just do it but don't do it anymore Mm. like he's like finish what you're doing but don't do it anymore because it's like technically not allowed and then I came back like the next week and was doing that again. And it was some bitchy lady and she was like, you need to unrack that, put it inside. And then I went in, I was like, look, I, I'm too fucking tall for this. I can't, I can't do it inside of here. And she's like, well, that sucks. Like go down, go, go do a seated one. And I was like, it's not, not the same, but okay. Thing, yeah. So I had to unrack it, go over to like where the seated one was. And it, I don't know, it just threw me off. Yeah, that's fair. I, I I like the um I like being able to go onto the machines for chest, just because like especially if you're by yourself because you don't have to have anybody actually uh like spotting you or whatever. Mm-hmm. I needed oh god I needed some help when I first started with you guys. Oh my god it was so hard. I remember I won't I won't call anybody out but there was someone else who started with us who like could literally only do the bar 
for chest. Like it was like, there's no weights on it. It was like only the 40 pound bar and they were struggling with that. And I was like, Oh, we got a long way to go. Yeah. I think, I think it. I had like 10 pounds, like, a, like I had 10 pound weights on the side. So it was 65 when I started, but still like, that's like easy cake now, but like, yeah, everyone's got, got to start somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. That but, wasn't me like, like, like hating on this person or people no. like, ah, fuck you. Like that's just, you know, people start in different spots for sure. Yeah, I mean, when I first squatted, I could, I don't know. I remember when I hit like a one plate squat, and I was like, pretty proud of myself. That's Same cool. thing with bench and things like that. But there are certain ones I hate more. I hate lunges, like with the where you hold the weights and you go down. Oh, this suck. No, I hate lunges too. <laughs> this isn't about movies or tv shows at all i just thought it was no <laughs> yeah the whole i said personal lives but you know the whole that all that other shit can go away no. do you want to do you want to um get into some you watch this Zack snyder cut of uh justice league so it's, i haven't seen it yet and i feel like a lot of people may not have had the opportunity yet because it's a long ass movie but if you want to give your spoiler free review of it yeah sure um so Chris is gonna watch it probably this week. I don't want to like <laughs> put a timeline that is this right. weekend or this weekend. Yeah, yeah. Sometime, <laughs> sometime over the before the next podcast, I should say. Um, yeah, I'm so, watching both that and the original because I haven't seen either. Yeah, so he's gonna watch it the opposite way, which I think is gonna lead to like an interesting perspective when we like do our full breakdown of it. So he's gonna watch the the new one, the Zack Snyder cut first, and then go into the the original theatrical cut. Um, and I saw the theatrical, bleh, the theatrical cut in theaters, um, and boy, is it bad! It is so, so, so bad. And this one is a lot better. Like it's infinitely better um, in terms of all the stuff that it tries to improve on the first film. Um, and I actually think it's just a, it's a solid movie throughout. And it's broken up into six different parts, and there's actually title cards for each part. So if you want to watch, it's like thirty minutes. And then you'll hit chapter two um, and then another 30 minutes, chapter three. So that's kind of how they break. So if you you know want to watch it more episodically, you can, but it's still, I feel like it's broken up in a way that might not lend itself to that being the best viewing experience. If that makes sense. Okay. I don't know. I'm just going to sit down for six hours and watch the shit. <laughs> I did it with WandaVision. I can do it with this. <laughs> yeah. That's how I did. I literally just sat down and watched the whole four hour thing. Um, there are a couple things that I that I think this it creates new problems and it didn't need to. Um, first of all, one of my biggest issues with this movie, and I haven't seen it talked about a lot um, from other reviewers because I like to you know watch other YouTube reviewers just to see kind of what everybody else is thinking. But one thing they didn't break bring up is the aspect ratio, which I fucking hate, and it bothered me the entire time I was watching it. You uh you did send me that and that's totally not spoiler, you know, at all. And it's four three, right? It's in four three. So basically what that means is it's um instead of fitting to your widescreen TV, which is sixteen by nine, it's a four three aspect ratio, which means it's a box. So it looks like it would play best on like a CRT, like an old two <laughs> thousands like tube television. Yeah. And it's especially annoying because the reason they did it, at the beginning of the movie, there's a little disclaimer, and it says the movie is in 4-3 because of Zack Snyder's creative vision. Like, this is how he wanted the movie to be seen. And 
the problem is that the reason it's in 4.3 is because that's what IMAX shoots raw. That's like mm-hmm. the raw IMAX footage. When you get it, it's in 4.3. You stretch it out, you make it full screen. So I'm like, why didn't you just do that? If you shot most of this in IMAX, just do like the Nolan thing and put it in full screen. Like, I don't love when his films change aspect ratios, but I fucking hated the 4.3 so much more. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe the 4.3 like, was his vision for it. Like, he wanted it to be viewed in 4.3. It's just it it turns into a mess because this isn't a film like The Lighthouse where the, the lighthouse is in four three, but that movie is a period piece. It's you know, it, it's it's trying to take you back to this historic point. It's not filled with action, it's just two guys in a lighthouse talking to each other. So having it be in that aspect ratio is not distracting at all. In fact, it enhances the film, I think. Okay. The problem is that the Justice League movie is just muscly dudes shooting lasers at each other and when it's in a tiny like letterboxed format it just turns into a mess at certain points like it's really hard to tell what's going on Mm. and it just didn't need to happen like that's the one thing that they really fucked up between these two cuts like i absolutely hated it so it was him not understanding like how much room he had to work with when filming i think I think it really is his vision for this movie. I, I just, th- this movie is very Zack Snyder and that's not always a good thing um, because they literally, I don't even think he got paid for this movie. I think it was more just like he already got paid for the original justice league, which Joss Whedon came in, reshot a bunch of scenes and then they stitched it together. And this movie is just them being like, you can release whatever you want on HBO max. You have full creative control you can release the movie that you wanted to. So originally it was going to be a TV series that was letterboxed and in black and white, which is just so needlessly pretentious. Yeah, that that's a good way to explain it. <laughs> it just doesn't make like there have, and there have been other movies recently that I love that have black and white versions of them where I think it fits really well. Um, Logan is the perfect example of that. They they put a black and white version of Logan out and it's awesome because that movie is like a kind of Western superhero hybrid, whatever you want to call it. But the action is so low key that when it's in black and white, it's still widescreen, by the way, <laughs> and it doesn't like turn into a giant mess. This movie has that problem 100%. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like black and white is easier to get away with than changing the aspect ratio in my opinion because black and white unless there's something like crucial with color to the like to the movie you can get away with a lot especially in like a superhero like kind of shoot 'em up thing but changing the aspect ratio changes like where things are not where things are on the film but it, it gives you a different sense of where things are yeah absolutely I would actually like it's hard to explain without showing people they have like YouTube videos or whatever that have comparisons between the two, but they had to reframe a lot of the shots because it's square. So Mm -hmm. what you're getting is a lot of height because the camera is shooting like an IMAX camera. It gets a, a lot more range from the top to the bottom. So instead of the flash being more in the center of your screen like this, he's like this. And then there's all this space 
yeah. above him. And that's kind of what it looks like the entire time. So it feels like you're not really seeing what you're supposed to be seeing. Hmm. And it's distractingly bad. The other thing that is way worse in this movie is the music. I don't know why they decided to change the Danny Elfman score, which to be fair is not great. Like it's, it's kind of mediocre. This is so much worse. And you'll know what I mean when I, okay. like, when you see it, but every time there's so many times a character comes into frame or like something is happening and it's just these, these women going like, Oh, hey, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's like two hours. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> so even the scenes that are the same, he changed it? Yeah, the the music is totally different and it's like it's basically that weird Gregorian like female Gregorian chant music and then this like kind of hard rock like and it's just not good. <laughs> okay. What did you like about it? Um oh man, to, I, I could say everything and knock off for lunch, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, compared to the first one, at least yeah. the first one had, I think the thing that you and I hate the most with these movies and the Marvel movies and the star Wars media, which is just shitty jokes. Um, all of those are gone. And when okay. you watch both of those together, you'll see that like, it's, it's wildly different between specifically like the flash and cyborg who both have like really horrible lines in the original, all mm -hmm. of that is gone and replaced with like much deeper character moments. Um, Cyborg in particular, it was so under, he's in like five minutes. I swear to God, like five minutes of the theatrical cut. He is like the most pivotal part of this Zack Snyder cut of the movie. Um, and his character is great. And the acting just is so much better in general. Cause a lot of that movie is these weird reshoots um that joss whedon put in that just don't fit the tone at all so it'll go from like kind of dour and dark and depressing like the Zack snyder stuff and then it'll flip over to like campy avengers happy sort of stuff Fuck. but it, they just frankenstein it together oh man that sounds like that sounds horrible <laughs> <laughs> now you've seen, you've seen batman versus superman right chris mm -hmm. okay this feels very similar to that in terms of tone Okay. Which the first the first Justice League did not. It didn't feel like a sequel to that movie at all. So love it or hate it, I think this is more connected to that. And the movie itself is so much better. Okay. I don't get why they make ugh, they they have to put those stupid fucking jokes in. I get why they do it. They're trying to appeal to whatever. I think the problem was is that Batman versus Superman didn't do as well as the Marvel movies. Um, it did really well, but not that well. And I think mm -hmm. the studio execs panicked and they were like, listen, we need to be more like Marvel. We need like the silly jokes and we need, you know, kind of the kooky characters or whatever. But they, they sort of, they, they didn't understand why it works sometimes in those movies and why it doesn't work in the DC movies. Like they just, you know, they couldn't make that distinction, I guess. Yeah, I guess I'll have to look out for that. Um I don't know. It's I don't want to I don't want to see it. I hate everything about that, but <laughs> also like MCU has been around longer than the DCU, right? Like it in has. terms of these these movies and stuff. So you have to let like let the movies grow. Like let the franchise grow. 
like I'm sure like like the first Avengers movie is nowhere close to the latest Avengers movie in terms of like revenue and stuff, right? Yeah. You mean like it's more for the newer ones? Yeah, like it's grown over time. Like as people like as the fan base and stuff grows, the franchise grows. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Endgame did better than any of the other Marvel movies. And that's like the most recent Avengers uh, Mm -hmm. film. So, yeah, I mean, they definitely took their time. And what's interesting about this is I think this is the first time where you've introduced a bunch of new characters to a cinematic universe in one film. And I felt like it worked mostly because the movie is four hours long. So it feels like three or four origin stories pushed together. And even though it's condensed, it still feels like I'm not missing anything. Like I, I, like I understand everything about these characters and now moving forward, if they were to do solo movies, it wouldn't feel so rushed to me. Do you hope that they do that? Make those solo movies like for cyborg now? Yes. But only if it's in the continuity of the Zack Snyder cut. I don't care about it if it's going to continue from the Joss Whedon one. Like, I don't care. But it doesn't sound like that would be the case, though, because Warner Brothers produced the theatrical one. That's probably what they'll base it base any future films off of. I agree. And I, and I wonder the biggest thing, and I, I really wanted to ask you about this, too. But like, I think this movie sets a huge precedent in terms of other um i don't know if you want to call it director's cuts or just new versions of films coming out like this because this was a myth for so long the release the snyder cut thing the hashtag everybody was talking about it and now it's here and as far as i know like hbo max shot up exponentially when this movie came out so it did really well in terms of viewership so Mm -hmm. i wonder if you know there's there's fan four stick the Fantastic Four reboot that Josh Trank directed, who has said that there is another cut of. He's like, there's a studio cut that came out, and then there's my cut, which is way better. And I wonder if this Zack Snyder's cut opens the floodgates for all of these other movies to have like three or four hour director's cut versions. Like, do you think that could be a possibility? I hope so. Um, I feel like sometimes the studio can get in the way of a movie and when you have like exactly what the director wanted for better or worse um it's a different movie with a different tone like you said different character development different everything so it's it's a totally different movie and it can be better or worse um but i feel like that'd be that'd be kind of cool i think studios have to like get on board with that though right yeah it's that and i know there's a bunch of like legal red tape they have to go through for like if if a studio owns and they just refuse to budge on, you know, because no director, unless you are totally independent, no one really owns their film anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's, it belongs to them. So you can't, you know, just go out and be like, Oh, well, here's my version of it. Here you go. Here it is for free. (laughs) You know, there's all these legal ramifications. So Zack Snyder actually talked about something interesting too, where there was discussion of making his version of justice league into a TV show like literally just breaking it up and making it episodic. But even doing that had legal ramifications. Like the process of turning it from a movie into a TV show apparently was a nightmare. So he was like, fuck it. I'll just put title cards in (laughs) and I'll make it one thing. Hmm, That's interesting. I, hmm. I don't really have a response for that, (laughs) but I guess if that's his vision, then that's, 
and that's what he wanted then and you said it's better in your opinion i guess we're better off for it i don't know i guess i'll have to make that opinion when i watch the movie yeah i think i think you would be hard pressed to make the argument that this movie is worse than the 2017 one just objectively like as a film the way mm-hmm. this the narrative structure is i mean it's so much better <laughs> like, it really is night and day um also the the original one had the worst color grading i've ever seen in a film because what they did was they just upped the saturation because they wanted to make it look more bright and cheery uh for the Mm -hmm. joss whedon scenes so it looks like a cartoon nightmare like all the colors are like way too bright um and i think you in particular going from one to the other it'll be super jarring i'm curious to see if you like pick up on that when you go between the two different cuts okay there's there's other shit too like ben affleck got super fat for the reshoots because he had like a bunch of stuff going on in his personal life which is fine i'm not like dogging on him but in between not even scenes but like different shots you can see ben affleck change from like kind of chiseled batman to like like chubby fat i'm stuffed in the soup batman (laughs) oh that was okay that was christian bale i was trying to think who did vice and I was yeah. like, that makes sense if, if he was getting chunky. But that was Christian Bale. Mm-hmm. Christian Bale has changed so much for like every single role he's done. He didn't he say he was gonna stop doing that because he's like, this is like so like taxing. It has to be. I mean, going from like 90 pounds to like for that one film, I can't remember what it was, and then going to like 300 for Vice. I mean, the machinist, be- the machinist was the That's the one that way he's like, he's like, like, oh. Just rail thin. I don't. Even, he probably just ate like 200 calories a day or something. I, I think it was probably even more intense than that to get that that small. Yeah, you have to have that kind of frame too. Like, not everybody could do something like that. So he's like a pretty skinny guy overall. So he was able to kind of do that. But I mean, in Batman, he's he's a beefy dude. Like, he got in really good shape for those movies. Yeah, yeah. I, he he is dedicated. For, for sure, sure. <laughs> i always think of the uh the toby Maguire thing in the first three spider-man movies because he was really in shape for spider-man one and most of spider-man two but in spider-man three he's like really fat <laughs> not super fat but he's like he kind of just let himself go and i don't blame him like trying to do that for like 10 years for these movies has got to be just fucking exhausting mm-hmm uh, five years five years but still i mean yeah well chris evans has been doing it though i think he just pins and calls it a day <laughs> <laughs> he just roids up and he's good to go no uh but what did ben Affleck have going on in his personal life he was going through a divorce and then he came out as having um like a bunch of alcohol problems yeah. all i know is that fucking back tattoo that he tried to hide. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I forgot about that. I don't, I don't. I always feel bad for those pictures because it's like, look at this fat piece of shit. And they, they like take a picture of a celebrity on the beach or something. Just I, I, I think that was more of like the tattoo just being like really weird and like him trying to like say, "Oh, I don't have that tattoo." Oh yeah, true, true, true. But I've seen that too. Like the uh, speaking of this movie, like Jason Momoa pictures, people are like, "What? Mm-hmm. He's not even jacked anymore." I'm like, "He's not filming. Why would he be?" Like, <laughs> yeah, he and 
Oh my god! For him to maintain that physique that's in that movie, he is impossible. He, yeah. he. I'm pretty sure it was him who they had to film around his like workout schedule so that when he's on camera and they're filming, he is literally at the top like of like his peak like physique. And then like the next day, he's he's not like he still looks good, obviously, but he's not like like ready to film physique because it's so like the standard is so high who is it it was um i think like the most jacked person i think i've ever seen on film was zach efron in baywatch like the new one Mm -hmm. that was insane and he said it was like the most miserable experience of his life doing yeah he didn't admit to steroids he clearly was and he he went on an interview and said hey this is this is not like like do not aspire to be like this um Maybe that maybe it was him. I don't remember. All these actors they film around their their workout schedules to make yeah. sure they're looking great on camera. But yeah, I remember Zac Efron and Baywatch. He was like, "This is like, like this. Like, don't aspire to this. This is not realistic." I should be clear with everybody. He was in amazing shape, but he was also massively dehydrated. Like that's how you look like that. And yeah, you get that crazy kind of definition. You just don't drink water, <laughs> and mm-hmm. like eventually that's what. But it's so horrible for you. Isn't that what happened to Hugh Jackman and Logan as well? He was like super dehydrated in that movie. I think I want to say it was like one of the earlier ones because in Logan, he's supposed to kind of look he's like an old man. He's disheveled like, you know, he's looking his best. But yeah, I think it was like probably Days of Future Past. There was something like that where he was, you know, just so fucking dehydrated. I don't remember which one it was. But yeah, he I remember seeing an Instagram video of him where he like had deadlifted like 405 or something so he's they put in the work like that's not easy shit no 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 they're roiding up but they're still putting in the work (laughs) yeah sure (laughs) um i'm trying to think of other stuff that i didn't love it was yeah it was the aspect ratio was oh the the length the length is the other big thing this movie is so Zack snyder in terms of the the slow motion like half of this movie is in slow motion and it's so unnecessary. Like all the fight <laughs> scenes and shit. This movie okay. it doesn't justify its four hour runtime. This easily could have been three hours long. Do you does your ch- opinion change thinking of how it could have been a TV show with eight episodes? Have having it be a TV show, because I think it, I want to say it was like six parts total. Like there were six title okay. screens. Okay. Um having it be that i guess i guess i would be okay with it you could still trim some of the fat off that movie though like even okay. if you did it like that but how it's presented i think you could cut an hour easy okay um it's i don't know it's one of like avengers endgame is three hours but i definitely think it justifies the length of that movie mm-hmm. um and that doesn't even that movie doesn't feel like three hours at all which i think is really impressive like they they kind of nail that uh they don't really have a third, like a three-act structure in that film. It's kind of like hour one is its own story, hour two is its own story, hour three. So it's it's kind of divided that way, but not, you know, it's not exactly how you would divide a three-act structure. But this movie doesn't have that at all. <laughs> it's mm. like this is six acts, and it's really slow in parts, and it just doesn't need to be. Interesting. Oh, and the end is terrible. There's there um, spoiler spoiler free. Spo- I'm ke- yeah I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna say this. They 
added stuff to the end of the movie. There is a, a new scene at the end of the movie. There's two new scenes, actually. And that's not spoiler. That's just after there's post credits. There's two of them. So stick around if you want to see everything. But there are two post credit scenes and they are both really bad. Um, the idea for the first one is good. The execution is bad. And I think it's kind of the same for the second one, too. If the movie okay. ends when it's supposed to end, it's really good. And then <laughs> it's a shit show immediately uh, after that. okay and are those post-credit scenes in the original movie they are not these are these okay. are brand new shot for this version i think it's one of the only reshoots they actually did it's okay. just so like it's so tacked on um and i'm trying to remain spoiler free there's yeah because i think people kind of know that there was somebody in here who was new that they were like trying to add or whatever I won't really say anything else, but yeah, it's, it's, I don't, I didn't think it was very good. Okay. Do you recommend the movie though? Yes. With a, with a big asterisk. I think you need to, you need to like this universe and know enough about this universe um, to really enjoy yourself. This, this, okay. especially this cut of it is not user-friendly <laughs> or viewer-friendly, whatever you want to call it, but it's, it expects that you know a lot. It expects that you've seen Man of Steel and Batman versus Superman at least a couple times, or you at least remember those movies. Um, and I still think you'll enjoy it even if you don't, but it's like it's really tailored to like the hardcore DC fans. I, I like when they do that sometimes though. Like they don't cater to the the like general audience. Yeah, me too. Because that's what Batman versus Superman did. That movie is all like they got those weird injustice kind of subplots going on. And like, I think it confused a lot of people. And that movie's not perfect, but I actually really, I'm like one of the defenders of that film. I think it's really good. I might, I'm not doing all this in the weekend, but I might go back and watch <laughs> that. You're going to watch Man of Steel and Batman versus Superman and the Zack Snyder cut and Justice League. Oh, that's so much. I'm not gonna do that. I'll watch. I'll watch. Uh, I'll watch both Justice Leagues this weekend. Yeah, they explain enough, I think, to where you'll kind of get the general premise, I suppose. Yeah. All right, you want to go on to our next topic? Yeah, sure. Um, didn't you have? You said you had something else that you wanted to bring up too, right? You had the. Um, didn't you have a story or something that you wanted to? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get into we'll get into that now. I'll tell the story. Okay. Um, you had uh, you had mentioned some of the like neighborhood, uh, like decorations and stuff like that. I saw I was driving down the street and I drive down the street like fairly often. So like this is I, my memory. I feel like is pretty good on this. Someone put out a, a political flag, like just recently like in the past like two weeks and it was like clearly from for like the last election and i was right. like if whatever whoever you support but like it's a little late bud like <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i saw it and i hate i i don't like i hate any political garbage cluttering up your yard or your house or whatever but i just felt it was weird because like and we have been talking about different like halloween decorations and stuff but like i feel like this is also like really weird decoration to have up because it's five months past the election and you put up a sign that says 2020 on it 
it's it's so funny you bring this up because for my my birthday which just happened i i rode over to my dad's house and i was talking to him about one of the houses in his neighborhood and they have a massive uh trump flag in their front yard and i basically said the same thing that you just said to me i was like i was like no matter your you know what side you're on or whatever political affiliation you align yourself with it's done like it's over why is this st- like that's that's psychotic to me to have like these signs out in your yard for something that's happened five months ago <laughs> like it's psychotic psychotic to have them out before the election <laughs> that's true too i don't want people was- knowing that shit about me Hell no. And you know what? If you're looking for a house, drive around during election time. Drive around the neighborhood. You'll get a good idea <laughs> of what you're moving into. Because I was driving, like, I would drive down that road during election season. And it was like Biden 2020, Biden 2020. The only thing worse than COVID 19 is Biden 20. <laughs> like, and it's just all the way down the road. And I'm like, this, first off, like, your lawn looks like shit with like all this garbage in it. And like, I don't know. I don't want to know who, like, I don't want people knowing who I support. I mean, people can infer and I'll like talk to you about it, but I don't like just want to put that in my yard and I don't really care who you support. Like, just like go vote and it's done. Like, I don't know. Isn't it weird too? Cause that's the case. It's like no, no sign in anyone's yard has ever changed a person's mind. That's the other argument. Like, that has never happened once. Oh my God, my neighbor has a Biden 20 sign. I'm going to go vote for Biden now. <laughs> like, no, it doesn't no happen. No one's ever gone, oh shit. <laughs> like, oh, the Johnsons down the lane are voting for Trump. Oh, I'm going to go vote for Trump now. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like looking at a restaurant menu or something where you're like, I think I'm going to get this. And then something else catches your eye. You're like, ooh, that looks pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> never happened once. Yeah, I don't know. I just thought, I thought it was funny and there's still like a lot of signs up around here like I'm assuming yours like the guy that you were talking about by your dad's has been up for a while right yeah for like at least eight months maybe yeah there's a lot of signs still up here to be fair the the one where it was like the row of like they were like the small signs you like stick in your ground all that's gone but there's still flags and stuff that fly yeah, it's it's so strange. I mean, I guess I'm not going to say I agree with or that I really understand, but I feel like if you just have a Trump or Biden flag and it doesn't have a year on it and you're just like, but even that's still stupid. I don't know. I don't uh. I I can kind of defend the flag. Like it's not as cluttery. I'd prefer you just fly like an American flag or something or like whatever flag you want to fly, but I feel like the flag is not as bad. Like you put it on a pole on your porch and it's, it's there. Right. And it flies in the wind. Cool. Yeah. But when you like, you put out all these signs and I, maybe I think it's just the sheer amount of signs that people like are willing to put in their yard. Like that, the only thing better than, or the only thing worse than COVID-19 is Biden 20. That there was like a no joke, 12 of those signs, like a foot apart all the way down the lawn. And I was like, it's so excessive. Like you spent, so much money for political garbage in your lawn like those signs political litter either. no they're, they're like surprisingly well, expensive uh, if you are like supporting the political candidate you can buy like you can donate and you know whatever so that's your political view you can do that and also like this is first amendment free speech you can do whatever you want like i said but i don't know i disagree with it it's interesting too because it's like 
I, I worry about that because there there were people in my family who had those signs up. Um, like my grandparents had signs up. Um, there were there were Biden signs, which I was, you know, I, I don't think we've made it unclear <laughs> that that's <laughs> where we stand politically. But it was one of those things where, you know, they're in a neighborhood where I think it was fine. But I also just don't want everybody knowing their business. You know, like it's I don't know. All it takes is one crazy person for something to happen. And I just, you know, the more I can just keep to myself and like not put a bunch of shit on my lawn that says everything about me. I don't know. There was um, it's pretty rural, like out like where I'm at. And there's like some businesses that will fly like Trump flags. And I'm like, yeah, probably safe, like in this like area flying like that kind of stuff like on a business like where you could lose or gain customers by with your political stuff but they're pretty safe out here but i don't know i just like even a, like a business is flying that kind of stuff like i'm talking flags obviously but i was like that's interesting to me that you know like i said they're not probably losing anybody out here or gaining getting, anybody but getting political as a business makes no sense to me at all like i mean it, just just shut up <laughs> and then everybody will eat your food or buy your product. I don't understand why th this keeps being a problem. I know, and, and it's hard for me to say that because I know it's nice when companies come out and they're like, oh, we support gay rights or something, or we support this. And, and you know, I and the fact that people are upset by that is absolutely ridiculous. But to me, it's all about the bottom line. Like if I was going to lose money either way and I owned a business, I would just not say anything. I'd be like, hey, we sell donuts. Come fucking get them. I don't care who you are. That's what I think. I think you should just, you know, and even if like, if you, um, if you want to go the other way, if people were upset that a business supports Trump, like, like you said, if, if some people are upset that a business supports gay rights or whatever, like it just, it, there's no real upside unless your market is like seriously one way or the other. But like for like scalability, like, don't <laughs> like i don't know i just feel like it, it hinders you more than it hurts you as a business like if you're if your store is like confederate flags and wife beaters emporium <laughs> like you're probably safe <laughs> careful now <laughs> i'm just gonna say you you're probably safe to choose a side that's all i'm gonna say yeah biden obviously yeah <laughs> Well, I also feel like if you're in like a very red county or a very blue county, you could like potentially get customers. But if you're looking to grow your business into like different counties or different states, you know, which I, I think is the goal of any business, you know, I don't know. Like you said, unless you're you have a specific product tailored. I don't know. Yeah. And it's one of those things, too. I mean, like even when you're looking at, you know, all of the you're looking at the Electoral College. And you can see, you know, like, oh, that part of wherever is super red. But then they click in on it or whatever. That I can't remember his name. The super handsome dude at CNN. <laughs> he like clicks in on it, and he's and it's still, you know, it, it's red, but it's like seventy percent red. And I'm like, yeah, that's thirty percent of people who probably won't go to your store. I mean, I know it's predominantly red, but like, there's still blue people in there. So yeah. or, or vice versa. You know, it, it really doesn't matter. Like, you're still losing customers so I, I i've never thought that that like is a smart business decision like that's never worked out for anybody look at chick-fil-a i was i was just gonna bring that up i think that i would i think we might differ on this i think it's important to separate the person from the business because he has a personal view on 
because he's a Christian or whatever, and he, he believes but he's anti-gay, right? So really? he you have to separate him from the business. Like, I don't think he purports that through his business. Like, I'm sure there's gay people who work at Chick-fil-A. Now, I don't know what their experience is, but. I actually did know someone who was gay, who worked at Chick-fil-A, who said that mm-hmm. the experience was fine. Because, yeah. it wasn't, you know, it, clearly that the CEO of Chick-fil-A isn't coming into, like, that one Chick-fil-A that's off the highway or whatever. Like, he doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. Yeah, so, and that's that's where separating the person and the business, and that's anecdotal, but I, I would say for the majority of it, it's a very large, and they're franchised, I believe, so it varies from location to location, so I would, you got to separate the person from the business. I, I mean, obviously, if you don't want to support that CEO, then you don't have to go do his business, but... It's interesting because there was a time I think I think that was when I was in high school when that was when that first came out that he was donating to all these uh, anti LGBTQ communities, um, and it, for a while it felt like nobody was eating Chick Fil A. Like I remember that being a huge thing. Like I didn't go, and I know my parents didn't go, and like basically um, I was in a Catholic school and nobody went. <laughs> like it was still like one of those things. People were still like, Jesus Christ, <laughs> like this is a lot to, you know, like the, the shit that he was saying was so outlandish and horrible, but I really think it's kind of done a 180. Like, I mean, I, I don't love that guy or his, but I still go to Chick-fil-A now. <laughs> like, well, at the time, I don't think, I don't think there was a Chick-fil-A around me, so I didn't really know, but and I'll, I don't really eat Chick-fil-A much anymore, but I, I don't, when I, when I look at a business, I don't really look at it that way, but if like, and I, and I don't care like if they support Trump or Biden or whatever, like if I need something, I need something, but that not everybody thinks that way. And if you put, come out and you say this one view that I have can totally change your image. It makes me think, I mean, I know, you know, I still, I go there, but there is a part of me that's like, all right, even if a penny of what I just of my eight dollars or whatever that I spent there goes to this, like that's horrible. Like I don't want any of my money going to these causes. How but, do you spend only eight dollars at Chick-fil-A? That's true, it's expensive <laughs> as shit. <laughs> but no, I get what you mean. Like because it, you know, it all trickles up and part of that could go to the CEO who then spends it on this. And you know, if you want to view the money flow like that then you totally can justify yourself not going to Chick-fil-A or go, not going to a business because of their political view. And like, same thing, like if a business comes out and says, we like, or we support LGBTQ communities and you don't agree with that, then you can justify yourself not going there based on your own views. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's yeah. And I think that's probably, you know, that's a safe thing to say here. If, if you think being gay is wrong then please don't watch our shit i don't like <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll say that as well uh, although we've had members we've had members of like every we've had a pretty diverse guest like we really have <laughs> we've had uh women men all different sexualities everything so it's yeah now races i mean we've yeah we really kind of we've done it all <laughs> yeah so you it, I think at this point, if you're still watching, (laughs) (laughs) you might be really upset with us. I don't know why you're watching. Uh, Yeah, no, that's, that's ridiculous. Not liking someone because their sexuality is dumb and you're dumb for thinking that. (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to ride the fence a little bit. Not, not, you know, but whatever. Fuck it. (laughs) Oh man. What, uh, what time are we at right now? 
How much more? Uh, we have like eight minutes eight until minutes. we hit an hour. Okay. Um, do you want to talk about Jeopardy real quick? Because that's nonsense. And then go into recommendations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> um, I I just found this out before the show that um, so they've been having like some guest hosts do Jeopardy since Alex Trebek passed away and couldn't. Know why I was going to say that? <laughs> Can't do the show because he passed away. Um, uh, so they took a hiatus, and then they've had some guest hosts. So they had Ken Jennings come on, um, who is the longest streak champion, I believe, in Jeopardy. Yeah, he's a crazy Jeopardy player. He's been on several times. I think he was on the Watson episode. Um, so he did it. He guest host. A lot of people wanted him to be the actual host going forward, and some people didn't. But it is what it is. Very good, um, very respected Jeopardy player. Um, and then they had Katie Couric host for two weeks, which is, in my opinion, a pretty big step down. And then now it's Dr. Oz who's hosting, which makes absolutely no sense because uh, he's not even a respected like academic or doctor. Like I don't get it. It feels like they're just like, hey, were you, are you were you famous in the mid two thousands and now you're washed up? Like, come on, Jeopardy! <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it feels like. Who is your dream host? If you could have, if you because I have Alex Trebek. <laughs> Alex Trebek. <laughs> I think he did such an amazing job. It's it's hard to think of who can replace that. Can I give you mine? Yeah, because I think this would be amazing, Guy Fieri. Connor, I really want Connor. To... Have you ever been in a Guy Fieri restaurant? No, but I might have to change that when I come down soon. Yeah, because we have we have one here. We have actually like three here. Yeah. And... Well, I know I was down there like a couple years ago, and he was putting one in. Yeah, he was putting one. He was putting one in in the like kind of the mall area, and. Mm-hmm. Oh man, his restaurants are amazing because they're all they are is just flame decals everywhere. Like, exactly what you see on his shirt is basically what's <laughs> wallpapered on every <laughs> section of his restaurant. So I want Jeopardy to look like that. Like I want the the booths that they're sitting in or standing at, you know, like and they're writing their answers. I want those to be like old cars that they have to sit in. And I want <laughs> flame decals. And then I want like a flame graphic to appear when someone answers the question. Yeah. It says welcome to Flavortown over the like like they have Johnny in the back saying it. <laughs> Just the, it would be such a a radical difference from like the chilled out Alex Trebek version that I would just I would love it so much. <laughs> do you have a serious <laughs> do you have a serious actual going yes, Guy Fury? Okay. No, <laughs> I, I don't know. If I if I really had to choose, I mean I might just bring over somebody who's also been on that network for a million years. Like, doesn't isn't uh, Pat Sajak like like Wheel of Fortune? Like, I feel like he would probably be good on Jeopardy. Yeah, I think he's still doing Wheel of Fortune though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like if he did, but like if they just like were like, hey, you're gonna do both of these now. I mean, I'm sure they don't take like that long to film. Yeah, I feel like I feel like there might be people who don't like him and think that like, cause usually they, well, at least in my experience, when you watch new episodes of wheel of fortune, Jeopardy to back to back. So like having him for an hour, I don't know. 
That might be. Oh, I actually I have my real answer. Jeremy Irons. Who is that? That sounds like a porn star. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to look him up to make sure I didn't make a big mistake. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, boy. Oh no. Oh my god. (laughs) Oh dude, that's so funny. No, you know, he's like the old white guy from he's in Justice League. That's what makes me think that's what made me think of him, but he has like He's in Lion King? He's in Lion King? Yeah, he plays Scar. So that voice picture Scar's voice, but like that would be the Jeopardy announcer. Okay. I was in Die Hard too. Jeremy Irons does sound like the best porn name ever. <laughs> uh, I'm just like, I'm picturing what I know Jeremy Irons looks like. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we need to wrap this up. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> I'm gonna cut this part right here I'm gonna cut <laughs> 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 I'm gonna do like the <laughs> the bars <laughs> Yeah, we'll do the bars, and then when we do recommendations, I'll cut back in. Oh my god! <laughs> okay, so <laughs> we had to take a break. Um, I don't even remember where we left off, but we'll get into recommendations. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God. No, I just told you. I was like, I'm so glad we talked about that. That was the hardest I've laughed on this show, 100. percent Oh my God. All right. What do you recommend this week? Um, I, I recommend the uh, spicy jalapeno chicken bacon sandwich from Wendy's. Normally, I I never like give Wendy's the time of day because they're like it's just like greasy nothingness. And that's so true. Okay, so I, I got the chicken sandwich. I also got a Dave's double. I opened it and it was like glistening with grease. And that's how it always is. It's always <laughs> like it's never in the order you want. It's like the patties on the bottom and the bun is in the middle, and then another bun is on top. Like they like it's just it's a fucking mess. Yeah, I don't know. And they have the worst fries out of any restaurant, in my opinion. I love that this recommendation just <laughs> just turned into shitting on Wendy. <laughs> no, but but let me get to the good stuff. The the um I don't know, it's their new jalapeno chicken sandwich. It's it's really good. It's not super spicy, but it's it's got jalapenos on it. It's pretty good though. I, I definitely recommend it. Is that the ad where they were like shitting on McDonald's? Like I haven't like, seen the ad. I've seen a bunch of them on YouTube. It's got like, so it's got like actual jalapeno slices in it, right? 
Mm-hmm. Okay, I think that's the one that I saw. Yeah, I went there. I think it's the number twelve, and it said like new on it, and I was like, oh, I'll try that. Okay, cool. I might have to get that then. I'm actually hungry right now. I really, <laughs> I really want food. <laughs> My head hurts from laughing. <laughs> like I have like, like such a bad headache. Oh man. Uh, my recommendation this week is Jeremy Irons. <laughs> <laughs> Esteemed actor Jeremy Irons. <laughs> I don't know. Actually, you know what? I do have a recommendation. I just bought this here. Let me see if I can find it. I'm going to hold it up for you guys. I just bought this at a video game store, like a uh, retro video game store. It's I don't even know if you can see that. Probably not. It's Spy Kids 3D Game Over for the Game Boy Advance, <laughs> which was $3 and is a terrible game. But I, I, this, used- I think this might be I- the most obscure recommendation we've had. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no one has ever played this game but me, but I loved it when I was a kid. So I, I saw it in like, it wasn't even on the, the shelf. It was in like a bin underneath a table. <laughs> like... Almost Three? like they were hiding it. <laughs> Three dollars is really good, though. It's a good deal, dude. I almost feel like it was going to give me a curse or something. Like, they wanted to get rid of it. Let me see but, if I can find one real quick. Spy Kids 3 Game Over. Excuse you. Spy Kids 3D Game Over. <laughs> 3D. Came out in 2003. The movie did. Let me see. Game Boy. I saw that garbage in theaters. Oh, you can get it on Amazon for 23 bucks, dude. You got a deal, dude. That's a steal. Oh my god, I'm so glad I met. I would have been happy even if like you could find it for a dollar somewhere else. Like it's still <laughs> just amazing, but yeah, no, three dollars is super cheap. I think this is I, I don't want to say brand new, but these are the know. worst recommendations we've ever. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it yeah if you have a game boy advance in the year 2021 and you want to play some hot trash i highly recommend it dude i used to have this ed ed and eddie game on the game boy i used to love that thing dude there are so many games like like the, like the weird 2d platformers that like hold a special place in my heart yeah yeah all the movie and tv tie-in games that are just so bad but i used to love them monsters inc i broke a game boy over monsters inc did you really (laughs) yeah i couldn't i don't know i couldn't get like this button combo i didn't know how to do it and i like it was a game boy sp and yeah i broke it on accident not on accident i threw it (laughs) (laughs) i couldn't beat lord farquaad in the the gba shrek game because he did this move where like you try to jump over him and he hit you with the sword and then he go up and like stab your butt and you couldn't get him which one was puss in boots in that was that shrek 2 Shrek 2, yeah. We had that game, and there was some level with him where he, like, I don't know. I remember him being, like, a really hard level for some reason. Do you know that Lord Farquaad is named that because he looks like a producer at DreamWorks that the director didn't like? So he, he named him, like, Lord Fuckwad. And he like, <laughs> made, made him, like, like, him. like four yeah. foot tall. Yeah, but he's got, like, the same, like, it's literally that guy, and he, he named him Farquaad on purpose. Did he not catch on? I don't know. I'm not sure. I think uh, probably now because the news articles like <laughs> wrote about it and stuff. He's like, holy, wait, what? <laughs> oh my! All God. right, this is my favorite episode. <laughs> <laughs>
well th this is the end of it now <laughs> thank you guys for watching um give us a like give us a comment on what you like the best um who your host of jeopardy going forward would be um don't leave porn, a bunch of porn star names in the comment though or do i don't know i don't care it's your life <laughs> if you have a porn star that you really want to host jeopardy let us know <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, but yeah thank you guys for watching and uh, we'll see you next week bye guys